Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and more. So we'll head on to the adventure. I'm Luke, your dungeon master, and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain. Peter, I'm playing Speaks. Trav is Little Moss. And I'm Levi and I'm playing Lokag. <laughs> Almost Little Moss as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so since... Oh, do we do a recap thing anymore? Do we do that? I don't we know. haven't. We haven't. But we probably should do a little recaps. Mm, we should. So I'm going to get somebody to roll a d20 for me. Somebody or all of us? So when I say somebody, I mean all of the somebodies. <laughs> um, and the lowest has to recount what happened previously in the most concise manner they can. And if you get a 1, you automatically do it. If you get a 20, you beat the 1 and you get to choose who does it. Moss, 3. 18. 17. Ah, Levi, she rolled a 20. I got Sorry. a 1. I got a 1. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do it. Oh, what happened previously? Previously... Previously, previously, uh, we returned to the library, in Dark Haven Library, and we uh, were a bit worried about Little Moss because he uh, got effed up by a skull from another dimension, slash this one. And uh, he was the same. We kind of speaks, we might have had a tent to kill him if he wasn't. But anyway, we got past that. We let him loose, he went to the toilet. Uh, we discussed finding the helm of necromancy and death, and some of us weren't convinced until we met the devil, and one of us went crazy. Man, that yeah, is man. so that is so concise. at the Dark Haven Library. You research things that you might have want to have researched. Now, it's all up to you fellows in what you are doing from here. Now, you don't have any particular missions or directives from Ultradie. You were basically released to do what you sort of want at the moment. They're still basically just paying you to stay on retainer and follow the NDA. Except Lokeg, because he's not really uh, part of that yet. <laughs> so, Lorian has asked you to help him locate the Helm of the Undying. What do y'all want to do? Uh, Luke, do, does our team, apart from Lokeg, have a, con like a contact for any, you know, corresponds with our NDA to the... Uh, the uh ultra die the ultra die that's the one Singing. uh yes yeah, so mm. time to call up hayashida yeah so you have got um hayashida which all of you have met uh but cortain is more familiar with because he's talked to you guys but 
since Cortain is the most seasoned mercenary, um, he basically talks to Cortain, and then Cortain can talk to you about things when you were at Ultra Die. We hang out. Um, and then there is also Ogden Ivanstone. He is your lawyer, which you talk to him about things in relation to the Salesforce Tribunal and Ultra Die's relationship and how you guys tie into it and, and anything surrounding uh, the NDA you talk to him about. When it's communicating with Ultra Die about your lives, about workers mercenaries or acquiring things, it's through Hayashida. Cool. Go Levi. Uh, because I destroyed his turtleneck. Or a little moss. Sorry about your shirt. Oh, I never see the point in wearing them, but some of you guys are real precious about them. Yeah, I can I can buy you a new one if you want. Well, I mean, this kind of special, man. Um, when you wear them, you can't be seen. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. Like I've I've never tried that with shirts, but yeah, right. Yeah. Is it for, like, all the colours or just the one? No, no. Well, look, there's different turtlenecks for different things. Your going out turtleneck is your white turtleneck because you want to be seen. But when you're up to no good or when you just want to, like, go under the radar, put on a black turtleneck, nobody sees anything. Because you're like the darkness and the night. I am. I'm like a shadow. So can you just buy them from shops or...? Yeah, just target, mate. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Cyberpunk target. <laughs> Cyber target. <laughs> it's Cyber target. Target. Look. Moss. Little Moss. You did me a massive favour by uh, helping me out getting that skull. I'll, I'll buy you a new one. I'll, I'll buy you like ten. Yeah, man. Ten. Wow. I've never owned more than one at a time, but that would be kingly, sir. That's why he smells so bad. Ten <laughs> shirts. <laughs> No, yeah. All right. Sorry. It wasn't actually burned to me. It was just stuck to me. <laughs> you guys are out in a shopping district of Darkhaven. These wide streets with two to three lanes on either side. These malls facing each other. All of these advertising screens, bright even in the daylight, and it's a warm but humid day. You're walking down the sidewalk and you see Cyber Target. <laughs> I can't believe we're calling it that. <laughs> Cyber Target. C- Cybermart? Cybermart. The bullseye? No. It's Cyber Target. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We see Cyber Target. As you walk up to the doors and they slide open, shh, there is an orc woman at the door wearing the yellow shirt of cyber target and she says how are you doing today welcome to cyber target if you need a hand please head up to the counter she stretches her arm out points towards the counter that says customer service i ignore that and just look over all the aisles to see where the the shirts and the turtlenecks are there are aisles upon aisles upon aisles of everything here i look over all the tops of them they're too high. Oh, what? Okay. You see people in these large 
tall loaders that are going and placing boxes and uh, cardboard boxes and stock above the shelves and they are driving and sort of like lock blocking off aisles while they stock things and then they come down from these large boom lifts to the ground and get off oh, dude it's just easy to go to the customer service thing all right little moss i'll follow you i run up and i'm like hey hey help there's this human man with a handlebar mustache and a ponytail and he turns towards you as he hears you called out and he says why isn't it little mouse i've seen you on the television sir thank you for coming to the store here what can i help you with bro first of all love the vibe love the stash secondly turtlenecks now turtlenecks uh is this for as a gift or for yourself well, it's a gift from this guy to me. Hey. Ah. How are you? I'm alright. Where them turtlenecks at? 32. Just down that way. Cheers, mate. Oh, we have to go get them ourselves. This is Cyber Target. Can't you send a droid? He says, one second. He presses a button. And his keyboard types away. And I thought you might want to have some, you know, some shopping center antics, but no, a drone <laughs> flies through the air, flies towards you guys. This green laser comes down and scans both of you, and you hear this voice from the robot say, Are the turtlenecks for both of you, or are you selecting one person? Uh, I'd need a couple for the little bloke. Very well. I shall collect the correct size. Sir, do you prefer tight-fitting or loose-fitting clothing? All clothing is tight-fitting on this rig. Very well. It zips away. A few moments later, it comes back with the black turtleneck. It looks the right size. Um, Sir, please try this on in the change rooms over there. And the little droid's arm pokes out of the drone and po- points in a direction, then folds back up and hides inside its body. Uh, stay here so it's not weird, Lokag. I'll be right back. I try it on and it's the most plush, delightful, deep, dark turtleneck that I've ever worn in my life and I love it. Alright. So you exit the change rooms and that little drone is floating there. Sir, is this to your satisfaction? Should I retrieve more? Um. What quantity did you need and in what colours? How many are you going to buy for me? Hey, I said I'd ten before, didn't I? Ten? Wow. Uh, ten, please, include, including this one. It zips away and returns with the other nine. Have a nice day. These are great. And it flies off. So what colours did you get? Black. Just the black and white? No, no white, just black. I've got, I've got a white one at home. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, um... Lokag, do you need anything else while we're here? Uh, Clothing-wise, nah. But you could tell me how you got uh, connected up with them other boys. Cortain and Spigs. What's your connection with them? Ah, oh, um, I met Cortain by chance, actually. Um, I, I was working a club and, and one of his mates got real drunk. I threw him out of the club and Cortain was there to pick him up. Um, and I think when he saw my, uh, size, he, uh, he realized that I might be good for a job. So he offered it to me on the spot. Fair enough. Now, how'd you meet Spigs? Well, 
My goodness. I actually introduced Spigs to Cortain after I saved Spigs's uh, family um, and his business single-handedly from a from a group of unruly youths. All right, so you were a hero before you were a hero. Well, I'm like a double hero, really. Like, I'm I'm multiple. I think I'm hero cubed by this point. I've done lots of amazing <laughs> things in my life. Um, I even... I'm basically... There's this uh, son that Spigs has. Um, his name is... Uh, Gleam. Um, and I, uh, I basically took him under my wing because his father's abusive and um he hurts him and so like yeah i just basically took him under my wing we trained together and yeah he's pretty cool he even changed his name because he had a stupid name um yeah so that's how we met and the rest is history yeah nice nice Lokag is going to make lots of more small talk with um little moss as they go back from the shops he's going to buy him some street meats uh maybe invite him around to a pub Oh, what type of street meats are you gonna buy him? The eating type, or uh, I was thinking the eating type. Um, but we'll see where the night goes. As opposed to what? <laughs> the sucking type. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I um say to <laughs> I I say to um uh, Lokag, I'm like, hey, um. You're pretty big, dude. Uh, like people call me Little Moss, but it's more of an ironic thing. Uh, but I'm actually Little Moss compared to you. What's um, what's with that? Um, I'm just normal size. This is this is how I grew up. Like I, I reckon I must eat more meat than uh Dune, but uh, this, this I've always been this size. There's other there was other blokes in the tribe that were bigger, but I'm I'm, I'm just average, average low keg. You're average. I've never seen a person as big as you. Oh, well, I live out in the wastelands. Well, I did back in the day. Oh. Are they all um like radioactive freaks and stuff? Oh, well, they're not freaks. They're just radioactive people. We just call them friends. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, so I guess if you're all freaks, then everyone's normal. Yeah. Yeah, we, thanks. Thanks, little moss. Thanks for rubbing in my uh, outback nature, but sure. So you're basically a medium-sized freak, but you're huge to anyone else. <laughs> yep. Yep, let's just go with that. Cool. Uh, excuse me, fellas. Um, that's that's 20 credits for these six street meats. You, uh, you can stand all day talking here, but I need to make my money. Come on. <laughs> I'll reach down and I'll just reflexively try and pay with a few bullets. Uh... Is this... Are you trying to tell me something here? Oh, what? No. Oh, sorry. Uh, other pocket. And I'll reach out and give him some creds. Yeah, that's more like it. Thanks, thanks, fellas. Uh, I got a line here. If you want to get a move on, please. Thank you. Thank you. And you continue walking down the street. Huh. Cool. Well, you're not so bad. You should try the street meat back home. Oh, the octopus tail. Oh, that's so good. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> What are the other blokes doing? What's uh, Spigs and Cortain up to? Oh, so uh, Cortain, what? Where are we? You wanna go f- talk to the Ultra Die or what? Yeah, I think that seems like a good idea. We can maybe get a job from them, but also can try to discreetly ask about the Helm of Undying. If you uh, just give me like a, like give me a five, and I'll. Uh, be back with my new gear, and that's cool. Sure. 
Like, I don't think we're going to need it. Should be a fairly peaceful discussion. You never know when we're traveling through Dark Haven what, uh, you know, thugs might come along. I think, I think we don't have to worry about thugs for too much longer. So Spigs like runs off back into the back of the garage in the, in the library and he on, throws back on one of the benches. There's a big rig sitting on the top of the bench with a sheet covering over it. He throw back, throws back the sheet and he um, tinkers quickly doing the final touches on the his new lead belcher and he puts picks it up and swaps it with his uh thunderfire cannon and lays it a little bit of tear of all the the memories he's had with thunderfire cannon all the people he saved including his wife um but he now knows he has way better uh equipment in this lead belcher is and it he called goes a, back to Cortex. Lead, lead Belcher. Lead Belcher. Okay. It's, it, belt, guys... it spews lead. Yeah. Could call it, couldn't call it the lead spewer. That just sounds weird. Yeah. As you guys leave the Dark Haven Library, you hear Lorian shout out Have fun, guys! I'll see you soon! We'll see you in hell! <laughs> <laughs> and you press a button and the whole place explodes and then I started blasting <laughs> <laughs> no June, June, June just diving across in front of Lauren <laughs> and, then, and then as we blow the place up like the devil explodes from underneath and rampages Yo, you guys the are totally rad for helping me get out <laughs> alright and then Spig's eyes, eyes glow for a second <laughs> You guys leave the Dark Haven Library, walking between the large columns and down the marble steps into that husk of a garden that was probably once a beautiful paradise in front of the library. You walk out to Cortain's Jeep, both climb in and start traveling the familiar route through Dark Haven to Ultradie. On the way, you stop at some lights and Cortain Spigs, you both notice these five people wearing this black undersuit, this almost, or this navy grey armour. Over the breast of the armour, there is this little holographic symbol of a kite shield and a broadsword over the top of it. They're wearing these helmets and exposed is their mouth down. So you can see only their mouth. Uh, On their backs, some of them have swords or hammers, axes. They're walking through the streets together. These five soldiers almost. This, This small squad. They walk across past your vision at the lights. Cross over to the other side. They stand around. They're looking about. And then one of them sees you, Cortain notices you there sitting in the car and he does a quick salute up to his helmet and then they continue their patrol so uh who do you think we we should chat to find out about this helm i think it's going to be a very difficult conversation we shouldn't mention the helm at all but we should maybe mention talk about the uh 
the the crime group. Yuntangs. The Yuntangs. And maybe ask if Ultradai has any jobs they want us to do against them. That'd probably be the best way to get information, but also make sure we don't breach our NDA. Maybe they have just some information on them, I don't know. Maybe, but we should probably try to keep a low a low key and not ask too many questions because they might get suspicious. We should probably just, you know, just ask if they got any jobs against that group, particularly if they ask. You know, we have, um, we have some history with them. Alright, sounds good. Sounds like a plan. So, you make your way to Central District and up to the newly constructed, or I should say newly renovated, Ultra Die Tower. At the very top, they no longer have their um, company logo as a sort of small white logo. It's a huge logo. It's been replaced with a massive Ultra Die symbol glowing orange. You drive around to the place that you usually do when you need to go and visit because you don't use that front lobby. You use one of the sort of discrete exits around in the alleyways behind. Mm-hmm. You find your way through the building up to a room that uh, you um, can use. It's like a, a waiting room slash lounge. It's got basically everything you need and somebody on a retainer to get you what you need. Uh, until you meet with somebody. You tell the retainer that you need to meet with Hayashida, and they say he won't be long, maybe about half an hour. And you wait that time in the room. There's like an air hockey table, TVs, computers, couches, kitchen. It's a little, almost like a little apartment. After a while, Hayashida enters. Does he catch um, Spigs and Cortain playing air hockey, or...? <laughs> yeah, you were, kick, you were kicking my ass. You get you just, like, hit your, your, the hockey puck into, like, your hand and you screamed out in pain. You up down. <laughs> Youch! I'm going to try and uh, find this guy. So, uh, uh, I know what it looks like. It's right. Hayashida, for those who... Um, didn't know don't know he has dark hair that is sort of um has some silver streaks through it tied up in the top knot tanned skin he's wearing a very well made street samurai clothes he's got this little cloak over one shoulder his cybernetic arm is out he's got two katanas at his waist and some baggy pants that taper into some very um sleek combat boots he's got a little ultra die uh, sort of uh, badge on the little side cloak that he has he scratches his stubble and the cybernetic arm sort of reaches across his chest up his neck to um, just next to his ear and down his jaw and he says he not sorry. He he bows, and he says, "How are you both?" Oh, oh. It's, it's been good. Good. I hope you've been getting enough relaxation and rest. 
as I hear little hints that Ultra Die want to start using you as mercenaries. Oh, thank that you're ready. Anyway, what did you want to meet about? In fact, that was what we wanted to meet about. We are growing a bit restless on this R&R. And if possible, we wanted to be put out on missions. And if we could be so bold, we had a particular organization we would like to, uh, to target first. Ah, I hope that it is not the edict of Aya. It is not. You have been clear about that and have given my my word we won't mess with them. Good. Oh, we wanted to uh, have a bit of a tussle with the Yutong. Yuntongs? Yuntongs. That's it. He takes a seat at one of the couches. And why would you want to take on a crime syndicate like the Yuntongs? Have a bit of history with them. One of our associates has had uh, some bad run-ins in the past. And why should we commit you to create a task force against them? To create a task force against them, but if there were any operations ah. in the works against them, then we would be happy to uh, to enact them. It's not... We, we will take other merc jobs, but a friend of ours needs... Uh, Needs to clear his name a little bit and harassing them. That'll go a long way. Who is this acquaintance, this friend of yours? That's a new acquaintance from the, uh, what's, what's his name, Spigs? Can't remember. Uh, he's a pretty big bloke. Uh, so you're coming to me with a request to try and um, get some mercenary work or any operations that we might have against the Yuntongs for a friend who you do not even know the name of. His name's uh, Lokag. He's from the Wastelands. I said he was an acquaintance. Ugh, you guys. I'll have to have a look through our operation files, see what's available, if there is anything that might involve the Yuntongs. I don't know if it's a good idea, since you haven't really been able to convince me that it is a good idea for you to go after another criminal syndicate. Look, we we took, we did we did uh, might might be a bit bold, but uh, we did take down that uh, giant creature thing. Surely we could uh, help out with some smaller creatures. I'll have a look to see what we have. Like I said when I first entered, they are willing to open up talks about you becoming mercenaries and putting your skills to use for Ultra Die. Um, hi, hi Shida. It's yes. like, yeah, there's, there's, there's this acquaintance that we have who's got some beef with them, but also I spent, I met them, I only met them in person only recently and they were just a, a bit of, just dicks, you know? They're all about half you know, elven supremacy and and seem to like like us humans and dwarves. Just run me the wrong way. Yeah. Look, I knew the young tongues. To be honest, when I was young and stupid, I ran with the Kasuto Mecha for a little while. And their opposition, the Yuntongs, 
were, I guess, always in my sights. I don't like them either, Cortain. They're pieces of shit. I'll have a look in our files. If you give me, give me a couple days, I'll find out what we have, and I'll get back to you. Nothing that will get you involved with the edict, because the Yuntungs, even though they're in a different section of Darkhaven, there might be operations that cross over with the edict, and we don't want that to happen. We don't want you, any of you, doing anything that will break the NDA. Isn't that right? It's true. We don't want that either. Two days. Give me two days. Do you, do you know... Uh, actually, well, maybe... We can chat about it a bit later. I'll talk to Cortain about it first. Very well. You know how to contact me, so just call or ask one of these retainers to come and uh, fetch me. Okay. If that's all, gentlemen, I've got some searching to do. Thank you, Ayushita. He bows after he stands and he exits. So uh, let's uh, let's go and let's go back to to your health. We can chat. All right. So they go back to Spigs's shop. Yep. And it's it's pretty busy. The shop's busy as you enter. The little bell, little um, speaker, I should say, it plays a chime, electronic chime of a bell tinkling. You walk in and people are waiting to purchase and looking at wares and some of the signature items that you have put aside for them. A few people, don't, they don't like you're not swarmed by a big group, but a few people come up to the both of you and they're like, "Oh, oh, Cortain, can I get both of you to to uh, sign my cast?" As he holds up a broken arm, Cortain, Spigs. Getting both of you in the same place at the same time. Can you sign my cast? Please. This is so exciting, guys. I sign. Is this a kid? Yeah, like a teen. Yeah, that sounds You were going to be rude, weren't you? A little bit. So, Spice has got, while he's been working in the shop and signing so much stuff, he's actually got, like, forged, like, a. Um, <laughs> Do you a brand? brand this kid? Um, Spigs brands him. Like it's not like a massive cattle brand, but it's like a <laughs> like a stamp, but it still like burns it burns. into the cast. Yeah, you burn it into the cast, and he he's afraid at first. He's like, "Oh, cool! Thank you, Mister Spigs. Thank you, Mister Cortain." And then he runs over to his friends. He's like, "Look what I got, guys! Look at this!" And you quickly move out to uh, behind the counter. There are some stairs leading up to the uh, the house or the apartment above. Cortain, you enter this room and the carpet is well worn there are um, you know little kids shoes and toys around the place there is a um, cap with a band logo on it called blood axes and it's got these three dwarves they um, they look incredibly angry and they're crossing their arms and they've got long hair and like spiked braces and stuff like that you know they're holding guitars that or two of them are holding guitars that look like axes covered in blood and you see that the TV is on. Uh, nobody's up here because everyone in the shop, or everyone's working in the shop. You saw um, Glist, Gleam, and Yal as they were helping people. You hear a little voice. Dad! Razor runs out of his room with a toy helicopter in his hand. Hello! As he looks towards you, Cortain. 
Spigs uh, leans down and like puts his arms out as Razor runs to him. Razor jumps into your arms and he says, I think I've seen you on the TV, mister. You're, um, Cortain Dennis. Yeah? Don't, be, don't be silly, Razor. You saw him at the library. Don't you remember? With, uh, when we were, you showed him Wolfie. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, mister. You've, you, um, you look a little bit different. The bags on your eyes, they look a bit darker. Are you... He's lost his soul. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just lost some sleep. And the, the children can tell immediately. He's yeah, he's, lost his he's soul. just a husk. They can see the, the, the crystal could revive his body, but not his soul. Kids can see the darkness behind his eyes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dad, Wolfie is taking up the entire space of uh, the workshop, and Mum's not very happy right now i thought i would let you know before sh uh, the shop gets quiet um because she might come up here and um get in trouble oh i didn't know he uh had gone home i thought he's still back at the sh the workshop at the library no he made his way here i don't know how i think maybe i don't know if you put programming or whatever inside of him that told him where to go but he came here i did uh just upload like a home tracking thing so he knows if he gets lost he knows his way back home yeah that's probably what happened um i there's a, a there's a few of my friends downstairs that came in the shop i'm gonna take them my new helicopter okay be careful yeah bye Bye, Mr. Cortain. Sorry, I didn't notice your face. That's okay, kid. Go enjoy time with your friends. So, uh, Cortain, I was just, uh, thinking probably better out of earshot from Ultra Die. Yes. What if we, what, you know, I, I'm still concerned about, uh, maybe one day we find someone with some magic behind them, real, real magic, to replace, uh, Lorian. But maybe we can uh, also ask them if they know anyone, you know, if there's still magic around and stuff. I think we should, uh, maybe something that we can ask them one, one day, but I think we should be very careful about approaching approaching them with any of this. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, we could uh, disguise it up and not tell them too much. Yeah, we could. Could. Certainly... Want to make sure that creature stays locked away. Yeah. What? What? Uh. If you don't mind me asking, what? What did it? What did it show you? I looked really away want... as soon as it stared at me. Don't really want to talk about it, Spigs. Was it that bad? Pretty bad. I mean, you mean you did go uh pretty, pretty crazy, pretty uh ape as they uh, used to call it. As I said, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Anyway, what do you what do you think about this uh Yutong? We uh. Just gonna wait around and wait till we get something, or yeah, you want to go? I think we wait two days. All right. Well, you want to stay here and get could get you something, or you know, if you want to hang around the shop, I can show you all my stuff I'm making. Thanks, Spigs. Maybe another time. I've got some business to get done over the next two days. No problem. I'll I'll be uh here in the shop then. Okay. I'll uh yeah. I'll see you shortly. Maybe maybe tomorrow. Gotcha. And uh, Spigs lays him back downstairs and waves goodbye as he 
Chums back in the jeep. Yeah, as you, Cortain, as Spigs waves goodbye to you, you wade through the crowd of people that are taking, trying to take photos with you and, you know, trying to talk to you and stuff like that. And you climb into your jeep. You make your way to your uh, your business that you've got. Now, a few days later, two days later, you get a call from Hayashida saying, bring Little Moss, bring Spigs. He sent them notifications, but just in case, um, you know, make sure that they come to Ultra Die Tower, to the meeting room, and maybe even bring your friend if you uh, think that he can deal with um, being contracted by Ultradie for some Merc work. Okay. Call everyone so we can uh, we can meet up and chat about it. Okay. So, you meet at the Crooked Candle because you still have that little um, that little HQ there. You're sitting in one of the booths at this old pub locate there are heaps of frames and pictures and stickers all on the wall there is the um, little goblin waiter whose name I have forgotten oh, that goes beyond my ability to remember do you remember do you remember, do you remember what's his name voice? does anybody actually remember no but I remember he got really sad a few times when we would make fun of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true it's been so long I can't even yeah, remember his voice. Luke can. No, I believe in him. Aki! 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 Aki stands about four foot tall and has big brown eyes, bushy eyebrows, little apron. Do we have a, um, don't we have a base downstairs? Yeah, a little HQ. You got a TV, a couple of beds, table. Yeah, we've got all that sort of stuff in there. Sick. So you, you're, you're at a booth in there. And Budge, the old dwarven um, mercenary turned contractor, four mercenaries turned retired bartender, plops down large flagons of ale at your booth. And he says, I've had Aki go down there and clean up because you haven't been down there in quite a while, so... I did use it as storage again, so there's some kegs and barrels of stuff and some crackers and such in containers. Uh, he'll be up soon once he's done cleaning it, if you wish to use it again. It's good seeing you, boys. I didn't like just seeing you on the television. I like to see you in person. You're a bunch of good dudes. He looks to Lokag and he goes, They're good fellas, mate. They're good fellas. As he walks back to the bar. So, uh... We've gone to Ultra Die. What kind of turtleneck is Little Monster? You don't even know he's there. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it's black. The big question is, what is uh, showing on his glasses? Um, based on the most current trajectory... Um... Street meat? <laughs> Babs <laughs> Sausage on a stick um, So on his glasses uh, Two smiley faces On like each, on one each on lens? Each, one on each, yeah, one on each lens Oh, okay 
I thought it was two on each ledge, that would be weird. Oh, I'm super happy, I just got ten new turtlenecks. <laughs> so you're all sitting at this table. Ale's in front of you. A duke box off in the corner playing some old rock music. Speaks. Wanna tell them about our adventure at Ultra Dime? Yeah, so we kind of spilled the beans. Not really. And uh, we talk, asked them if we could uh, smash up the Utong. So, I don't know, we got the, has it, we got the package yet or? Well, we've been contacted by Hiroshida to go to Ultradine. And the invitation's for all of us, not just not just the three of us with an NDA. Yeah, so uh So that that's me too. If you're up for a low cag. Yeah. If you're yeah, you're interested in getting hired to do some mercenary work against the Look, If it gets the helm back, the I'm willing job. to do anything. Yeah, it's we didn't mention the helm to them, but we thought if we could get hired out to do some legitimate work against them, then you know, we can interrogate, we can hack into their data, we can get to know their operation better. Yeah, like, scout it out. Sounds like a plan. Um, what does Lurkag know about our um, previous dealings with Ultradive? Oh, I s- uh, I've seen you on TV. You were like hired out by yeah. Ultradite to fight some terrorists and you them terrorists summoned a big ass beast and I I could have fought him like I reckon I could have taken him down but yeah so that that's <laughs> that's all I could know like I seen you on the TV and you you seem to be alright mates but look yeah so we did them a favour and and now they're they're gonna give us some contract work so you wanna be involved look as I said if it gets me closer to that helm and my redemption, all for it, mate. We thought it was best not to mention the helmet or any of this magical business. As well, far as we've told them, we just want to we just want to take down that gang because they're a bunch of racists. What I told them. Racists. And also that you've uh, that you've got uh, some beef with them. Yeah, I got a beef with them. I had to think of something, little moss. He was. They're asking some questions about why we wanted to go for this particular gang. No, that's fair. I mean, incite racial violence. That usually helps. <coughs> A certain American politician. <coughs> you are in that lounge, that waiting room. You're all sitting at the couches, and Hayashida is there. I'm not going to describe him again because all of you have heard what he looks like. He's sitting there, this half elf. Crossing his arms, sort of looking at you before he says anything. And then he smiles a little. Cortain, this is maybe the second time that you've seen him smile. And he says, just giving me some little flashbacks into my past. It's been a long time since I've uh, been in a mercenary group, uh, a squad, a team. They were able to get things done. And it's just bringing up some great memories anyway so after some searching I came across something and I know you wanted to target the Yuntongs um, and this doesn't cross you over to the edict which is the main reason I've come to you with this about three days ago there was an interesting development we 
Otradai, I should say. Otradai were doing some reconnaissance. And they were flying above some of their warehouses out in Lower Etika. When one of their drones was attacked. It had some vital footage on there that we needed for something else unrelated. And the last few moments of video information, video data, that this drone collected was of Yuntong Syndicate members taking down the drone and collecting it. Now, the transceiver has been removed and disabled, so the last place we can pinpoint it is in Azuma Kabatai. I'll show you the footage in just a moment, but your mission will be to head into Azuma Kabatai to track down this drone. Move the footage, or the black box that stores the footage and the data that it has collected, if it is still within the drone, and bring it to us. If it is not within the drone, we want you to find out where it is. We don't want anybody to link this operation to Ultradai, even though it is our drone and collecting Ultradai property back from a criminal syndicate is not breaking the law, especially when we do use mercenaries to do it. We just don't want the, we don't want to deal with the scumbags. So if you can do it in a way where Nobody knows you were there, or nobody's alive to tell anybody else that you were there, then do it. We're not going to tell you not to kill people. What we're going to do is tell you not to kill innocent people. So find that drone, bring back the data it held, any means necessary. And uh, maybe try not to be in the limelight. Please do not get caught on camera doing anything so if you can use the back alleys the back streets i'll send you the packet of information to get this uh this mission on the way is this is this what you want cortain is this good enough it certainly is thank you hoshida it's okay i've got 10 new black turtlenecks ready to go is is Moss wearing them all at the same time <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah he's like a michelin man Just <laughs> Well, we wouldn't know. Yeah. He's too he's too invisible. It's like <laughs> I've just finished at Cyber Target. Time for my next Cyber Target. Evening. The four of you are standing atop a short building overlooking the streets of Azuma Kabatai, the eastern section of Darkhaven. You are all lit by the beautiful lights of this part of the city. The elven symbols and screens in it and neon tube lighting. You look down upon a building in which this transceiver was last transmitting from. And you ready yourself. You load your weapons. You check your swords and such in your scabbards. Crack your knuckles, crack your neck, stretch your backs. It's the first time in a long time that you have all done physical work like this. Let's see if it's like riding a bike. And that's where we'll leave it. Poised and ready, baby.
Thanks for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with a friend. And thank you for uh, supporting us and each other in this strange pandemic time. Um, if you can, reach out to some of your friends if you're not already doing so and just you know ask them how they're doing and if they would like to have a chat or play a game or something like that and um, just make sure everyone's all good and well. Look, mates, I don't know how you found us. Maybe you're just randomly searching cyberpunk. Maybe you had a mate or a mate tell you about this thing. We've got an awesome website and it's got some decent links for like shirts and Facebook and all that stuff. But what's really good about ours is we like credit all the music and the, the sources of the, the awesome tunes that we have. So if you like cyberpunk music and you like our podcast, check out our website at www.beyondthedice.com. So if you like things ninja, futuristic, more speaks. Just go and check out our Instagram at Beyond the Dice, because that's where it's at. And if you go to Facebook and you want to find out the latest news, you want to find out when episodes are going to drop, or how long you have to wait, check out our Facebook page, Beyond the Dice. Cyber Target finished up with all of their black turtlenecks? Need some new clothes? Well, you can go to our store at the website and buy cool clothing uh, with little moss on it um, and other characters too, I presume. Um, yeah, uh, please go there, uh, support us in that way if you can, that would be great. And if you have the time, please uh, head on over to wherever you listen to our podcast, whether it's uh, iTunes or Apple Podcast or online or Podbean or Overcast or whatever the frig you use and just um, give us a review, comment, tell us how you um, found the podcast or uh, tell us your true feelings about our podcast because we would love feedback so we can make the show better and um, greater. And may all of you out there doing mercenary work in New Etica Kill some bad dudes. Or just injure them. Maim them, maybe. Good night. Good night, guys. Farewell.